welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, hey, thanks for stopping on by today uh, and listening to another great episode, if I do say so myself. Um, uh, this this episode is honestly me getting back in the swing of podcasting. I, um, I think I'd only recorded one episode outside of the intro and outros and probably like the previous month before recording this one. With uh, this awesome guest, Jake Heitkin. You'll hear more about him in a second. Uh, but no, the the I, I mentioned it uh, probably a couple times. And uh, I, I do talk to Jake a little bit about the experience uh, in the beginning of this podcast. So I won't go too great into detail. Um, but uh, just, you know, wrapped on Haunted Happy Hour. Which is something I submitted, auditioned. Uh, got, uh, you know, booked, uh, memorized the script, filmed, uh, and wrapped all in the same calendar month, which, boy, that's something special. And it was nine days uh, from start to finish for to, uh, to film a feature-length film. And, gosh, it felt magical. And uh, I think it will be a very good product working with some amazing people um jack bremen the the writer director lead actor uh producer you know he he, he kind of wore all the hats on this one but also the cinematographer uh the the cast behind the scene the guy who owned the brewery where we did most of the filming um and of course all of my castmates were amazing um n- not only as far as their ability uh but you know as far as being people like feels like i made a lot of Good friends uh, that I hope to uh, have around in my life uh, for for many many years to come. Um, and again, I think it's a darn good movie. And uh, really, you know, I I, I was talking to uh, one of the actors about you know God's plan and stuff like that. And I I, I talked to him. Um, look, this was sh- this was wrapped like two days before, you know. Uh, hurricane, whatever it starts with an eye. I, I was like in a bubble for those nine days. I didn't know Shohei Otani got injured. I didn't know that, uh, you know, Trey Lance got traded to the Cowboys. Um, I followed the Saints news and I, I did watch the Rays games after I got home. I had recorded them, uh, and watched them when I got home from set. So, but other than that, I was pretty much in a bubble as far as news and, and stuff like that. Um, but, but it's the simple thought of, you know, we would have had to shut down at least two days probably of production. And I, I don't know how it would have been completed if it was just a week later that, uh, it was planned to be filmed because, uh, luckily, you know, knock on wood. Well, no, I guess I don't need to, but luckily for, for me and my family, you know, nothing, nothing significant as far as, uh, damage or, or anything like that. A lot of places in my city were flooded, um, my brother had uh, up in northern Florida took much more of a hit from the wind, um, but seems like everyone's okay, thankfully. Um, but again, it's it's one of those things where it's just a, an interesting 
thought of, wow, if this ca- it just was scheduled for one week later, I don't think anybody, you know, in the cast or crew necessarily would have been like, oh, it's a big deal. But it, it sure would have been a big deal because, you know, the whole <laughs> the whole thing would have changed. So it was meant to be. Um, and it was amazing that he was uh, Jack was able to cast so many just perfect people um, because you got to be able to be around your cast and crew for long, long, long days for many days. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I made the joke. Uh, I don't remember exactly how I said it, but I, I said something like it was it's been the greatest two years of my life. Um, and uh, t- talking about the the week basically that I was filming. So, you know, special time, special people. And uh, I'll let you know when you can watch it. You don't need to ask me. I promise I'll tell you. You know, if you listen to the podcast, you follow me on any of the socials, I promise you that you will know when the movie is coming out. Same with Women Want Everything. Um, But it is something that basically, you know, snapshot the past calendar year uh, I think basically almost exactly one year from when I started, uh, you know, filming the role for Women Want Everything um, to when I started or maybe wrapped filming Haunted Happy Hour. Um, two pretty s- significant roles uh, and a lot of great connections I've made in the really basically my my rookie year of acting. So. Uh, I hope you enjoy that stuff when it comes out, because I sure as heck did. Um, speaking of acting, let's dive in with Jake. Uh, Jake, I, I you know, uh, tell you off the bat uh, with uh, that uh, Daniel, the past life regressionist, is uh, someone who said, hey, I think you two might have a good time. And he's never wrong, you, you know. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Uh, so... Um, you know, it, it's funny. We we talk about a lot of things, and I don't, I don't know that giving you his background, I, Jake's. I'm talking about um, the fact that he. I mean, if you go on his Instagram, and I would say, please go on his Instagram, give him a give him a follow there. Um, you'll find out that he is disabled. He's wheelchair bound, um, and I don't know that. I know we discuss it, and it's not like something that's a secret, and nor does he try to make it a secret. Uh, but it's interesting that it really didn't come up for a while uh, in our chat that I can recall, um, more towards the end. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. He wants, you know, he is uh, an actor as well. So that has its own uh, interesting challenges as far as, it, you know, finding roles and getting cast. So, Really interesting stuff. Jake is a really good dude, and uh, I definitely hope he does start uh, his own podcast. And uh, I hope that I <clears throat> can stay in touch with him for uh, for uh, a long time as well. Um, all right, let's pay a couple bills and let's dive right on in to the episode. Let me tell you, this episode is sponsored by my good friends over at Xsense. Xsense is an innovative company providing home safety products, including cutting edge smoke detectors, carbon monoxide alarms, and other smart home security systems designed to keep you and your loved ones safe 24-7 with easy to install devices and smart technology. You'll have peace of mind knowing that Xsense is always on guard. And as a special offer, 
offer for our podcast listeners. Xsense is offering an exclusive 15% discount on your first purchase. Just visit xsense.com. That's x ecom and use promo code Jeff Macolino at checkout. Protect what matters most with Xsense. Hey folks, you know I talk about mental health on this podcast a lot. Uh, with my own struggles. Uh, a lot of times I'll talk to guests about their struggles. And uh, that being said, I uh, want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. Get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professional professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. As a bonus, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Macalino. That's BetterHelp.com slash M-A-C-O-L-I-N-O. All right, everybody, I'm very pleased to welcome Jake Heitkin to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you, Jake? What up, everybody? Good to be here. Thank you so much for having me here. Mm. I'm excited to have you because uh, you're, since I've had Daniel, the past life regressionist on, which I believe was like episode 97 of the podcast. Ooh, what episode am I? I think 146. Good number. Good number. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're getting up there. They're getting really hard to track in my head. And yeah. And I I, you know, with my alcoholism, I don't I, I don't have good memory anyways. The recall's just not as sharp. <laughs> mm, I hear you. I hear you. And to that I cheers you. Yeah. Cheers. Mm. Uh but since you had the past life regressionist. Oh yeah. I I've I've slowly built the uh, the more and more, uh, he, you know, he, he's like, hey, this person would be great. And I'm like, hey, he's batting a thousand. So you've kind of got a lot of pressure on you, Jake. I'm just. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope I can perform. Performance anxiety. All right. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. It happens to the best of them. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, I, I'm very. Uh, I, I'm probably in my head about the the movie I just finished filming a couple days ago, um, but I'm very much like a uh, well. This is all my guests are like a family, and you know we we look out for each other, and that's frankly not true. There's probably out of my 125 guests, probably I've talked to at least 60 or 70 of them again at least once after they've been on the show. Um, right, right, right. And probably a good 30, 40 I've actually worked with on other things or we've exchanged advice about certain things. So, you know, 
decent percentage here like the the witnesses of this podcast are hearing our bonding moment right now i mean we were just introduced by dj and and i think it'll now it starts here so if you let me down um it's gonna be the world's gonna see it so no pressure jeff yeah it's fine we'll just blame him like what were you thinking what were you thinking, sending well, past life So you should be able to predict things. So right, or is it just the past? <laughs> I I don't know because time is not linear. You see, oh, that's shit. that's part of the right. whole thing. It it's yeah yeah. It I I, I should have taken an edible or shrooms say, before this conversation. Shrooms <laughs> too. Um. Hmm. Now I'm debating. Would riding out a hurricane on on shrooms would that be a good thing or probably a really dangerous thing? You know, <laughs> there's only one way to find out. So um, you know, that's right. I'll I'll give them the to my next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. I'll find out. <laughs> no risk. See, I'm a safe drug user. That's. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's responsible of you. I think it's really important because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, if you weren't, if by the end of this call, you'd be floating out to sea and I'd become the Jake Mokliano, Makliano, Mako Lion. I can't say your last name podcast. Mako yeah. Lion sounds cooler. Yeah, it does sound really dope. Well, that's yeah. that's what one of these days I, I have put some thought. I'm like, because when I was on set, I mean, we shot a full length feature in nine days start to finish um and so so that's that was part of where i'm like feeling all this family love and everything because you show up day one you've never met any of these people in your entire life right um i think i had met two of the background actors before briefly in previous stuff yeah Um, you want to give some sneak peeks of the movie and talk about your sex scenes (laughs) just curious Uh, there, there is, uh, there's no nudity in the film. Uh, so you they, were the cocksaw. <laughs> yeah, it was all simulated. Uh, no, it, first, y'all. It's it. It was it was actually it, it tripped me up once or twice. It's a, a like family friendly like Hallmark type film, hmm. um, hmm. and it, it is a comedy. And the director was very much like, "Hey, just play." You know, I don't things don't need to be word perfect. Just, just play. Right. And there was one scene where it was purely an improv, and the first take, I just like, st- uh, ah, we need to start that over because I was about to say a joke that can't go in this movie. So let's just start I mean, it over now. <laughs> you know, so kids, don't worry. It's family friendly. He is wearing a cock sock with a spinner at the end. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Hallmark near you. I don't. I I was. I was talking about the. Uh, uh, I did not have any actual sex scenes in this movie, but again, with my goal of being an actor, it's like at some point I'm going to have a scene like that, and I'm like, it's going to be so awkward. Uh, but I guess they talk. <laughs> That was awfully presumptuous here. You you know for a fact that a director's gonna be like, we want Jeff Mussolino, Macolion. Counted that out on camera. Macolion's my new porn name. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> just switch two letters and i go from regular guy to porn star <laughs> hear him roar oh my goodness <laughs> does he shave no he's got a mane he's maco lion <laughs> well that, there you go that's yeah. that's yeah. it it's it's not going to be hard to find. <laughs> it's just going to be a very simple typo, and you got two very different things coming at, at oh, you. Wow, <laughs> just creating avenues for you, Jeff. There we go. I'm I'm uh, I'm writing that down in my good idea pile here. Yeah, porn star, <laughs> porn star with pubes of a mane. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I, obviously, I don't like to maintain my physical appearance anyway. So mm. that mm. that works for me. <laughs> This episode is not sponsored by Manscaped. Yeah. <laughs> and never will be. Hey, I I keep saying it's like I'll if, if they send me free shit and pay me, I'll 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 do it. But like, you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's like maybe that's an episode you're filming. Like you're manscaping while on the podcast. You know, just so people can hear the live experience. Oh you know, yeah. Cut, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be uh something <laughs> would you bring a dollar shave club razor to your balls that's what i want to know how much would are you, they paying me <laughs> it's a, a dollar well not much if they're only pay, asking for a dollar for each shaver so you know oh yeah no i i i don't think i would mm. I, I i don't know if i would <sighs> well the the bad thing is the more likely I'd be to do it is the the more booze I had to drink, right? Right, right. Which right. would make it inherently more dangerous because that makes you bleed more, and mm. obviously you, you're clumsier. So, right, right. I should probably I mean, stay away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nair might be the safer, you know, um, partnership for you. You know, Nair hair remover where like burns the hair. <laughs> yeah yeah it would be safer I, I i don't know if i would enjoy it but yeah uh, yeah there's a lot of crevasses that you really want to make sure it doesn't get stuck in so oh but, you know, enough, enough about your balls tell me more <laughs> this ends the the uh the macaline testicle segment let's move on <laughs> Um, but no, so, but this movie, I did say, I'm like the, the third or fourth day and we had spent, I don't know, 14 hours a day on set, like the core group, the main cast and crew. And I'm sitting at home drinking and doing laundry because my clothes are so sweaty. I, I, I want to, you know, be nice to my castmates and not show up smelling like a homeless person. Um, so I'm up drinking and I'm talking to a buddy and my phone keeps going off and it's a group chat with the actors who we literally are spending every waking moment together. And then we go home and we're still texting each other. And I'm like, see, this feels special. But there's also the the last day, you know, when everyone's getting wrapped, it's like I might never talk to this human being again the rest of my life. And it makes me see, so I sad. Like if I meet like a person at a bar or wherever and, you know, we have like this great connection, like. The reality is we meet all these people and we go, we think, oh my God, let's exchange numbers. We're going to be best friends. And I always just like to end it with great talking to you. I'll never see you again in this life. Bye. And their face goes white because it's like, how could you say that? We just connected. And I'm just like, we're not. Odds. Odds are. <laughs> moment though, right? Like, isn't that moment what makes it more meaningful? You know, that's what I think. Yes and no. I, I think, I think uh, I like the attitude, but not like, 
oh, if I see you again, I'm going to act like I don't know you. <laughs> I mean, no, I agree with that. But I think that we live in an era where everybody's on social media and you think you're going to know everybody forever. And like, you know, I'm like, you know, you're just going to, we don't have to be friends with everybody. You got to have your core, you know, you got to have your people. That's the people you invest your time in. That's the people that, you know, you kill for their insurance money. <laughs> yeah, right. there, there you go. A dark place. Yeah. No, well, I mean, you always got to have a plan. I mean, the... yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, and I, I, I talked to, I talked to one of my, one of my co-stars last night, like at 1 a.m. We talked for like an hour on the phone and I was oh, like, great. man, like, I'm like, I, 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 and we shared a lot of, a lot of scenes, like the first couple days, the next few days, we were both on set. We, we didn't share as many scenes, but, and when he got wrapped, uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm so, I was so nervous. I would never actually talk to you again. And I'm like, eh, we're talking, we're talking for yeah, an hour, just great. shooting the shit. And I'm like, all right, well, that's one, one thing I also realized this is, this is my second big role significant role in a in a feature and when it's getting to that time like okay we've only got a day or two left on set together everyone starts talking about like what do you think about doing a sequel <laughs> and now yeah. i know why many so so many shitty sequels are made because everyone's just like it'll be an excuse for us all to get together and work you know like do something together again because otherwise it's not going to happen Right. Like, well, I mean, that's the thing. I think when, like, obviously it's different when you're like this huge A list actor who just gets to choose what they want to do and makes a dope price of it. But like, when you're in an acting community, like, actors are fun. Like, they're a weird group of people. You know, they're just down to clown together. And I yeah. think that the reality is, is that because of that, like, essence of, let's say, extrovertedness in a, in a, in a pile of individuals, it ends up getting just like weird real quick in the best possible way. And so people really enjoy each other. People really enjoy the camaraderie and, like, there's no there's no rules when you're in an acting scene i feel like because people are just down to be weird play a character bond ask the questions that you never really would ask somebody else on, you know in another setting and i think that's what i what i like about the acting vibe people go oh do you want to be an actor just to be famous i'm like no i just like the vibe of it the whole the whole industry the people it yeah, no, and i i that's a very good point and i do think too like they they see you your your other you know the cast and crew they see you at, at your weirdest and most vulnerable too like you yeah you know if you have so you know i think all of us you know on set take time where we just walk in a corner and talk to ourselves and whether it's because we're just trying to remember our lines or or get into character or whatever but like you can't be too cool you know, like to yeah. you like everyone's gonna see all your weird idiosyncrasies. Like, you know, you, you don't have a choice. Your vulnerabilities, all that stuff, they're all gonna so see you it. haven't reached full diva yet, is what I'm hearing. Not yet. No, I'm I'm close. I'm close. Uh, I got yeah. Just wait until I get in Danny McBride's crew. Mm, yeah, I'm just gonna is. I'm just gonna play his younger brother in everything he does for the rest yeah, of the time. Yeah, I, I see it. I see that. Yeah, I've 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 gotten it. I think I had seven different people tell me that this past week. They're like, do you know this guy? One guy said Kenny McBride. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Kenny Powers. Yeah, Danny McBride. Yeah, you know, I get I get it. Yeah. It's Sorry, I thought I silenced my phone and it's ringing and it's my sister-in-law and I apologize about that. Oh, I don't even hear it. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care. This is, 
Uh, the last episode I put out, uh, I got the hiccups. And the guest is like, no, don't edit it out. And I'm like, all right. Well, if you ask. No, I actually was <laughs> listening to that podcast this morning. And I was, uh, and, and you were like, and everybody's like, no, you're fine. And you're like, I got, I have these rules. What are these things you do? You were saying that you have certain mannerisms of the way you attack your hiccups to get rid of them. What do you do? Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't want to do that on the podcast. But you basically, this is going to be terrible audio, but you basically almost hyperventilate yourself. You just, if you just breathe really fast, just like, and just do that yeah. until you're, you cannot do it anymore. The hiccups go away. Right. So you go, so it's just like basically reverse whistling for people that want a visual. Yeah, that's actually just sucking in little bursts of air. It's probably a good way to give yourself the hiccups, frankly. But when you have the hiccups, um, and it's, it's, I, I do this all because, you know, my drinking habits probably contribute to hiccups, I assume. I don't, I don't really know, but it seems like a caricature of a drunk person that they, you know, <laughs> yeah, like the guy in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, um, I get them a lot and I can knock them out very quickly in mid conversation if I'm not too ashamed to look like, a weirdo, frankly. Um, and I was so drunk, apparently I was forgetting that I, I have an audio-only po podcast and I didn't yeah. want to look like it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I was. Know. I haven't had the hiccups since I was five, so now I'm, like, getting older. I'm just getting acid reflux. That's, like... Oh, my God. Those are the moments where you're just like, oh, this is age. Like, I've got I've got fat under my chin coming in and, and acid reflux. So this oh, is yeah, what yeah. Forward to. That's yeah. what I... Uh, I would say even if I lose 50 pounds, like I might look great, but this is staying because this double chin's never going away. There, just, it's just like, you know, and I used to have this like really cutting jawline. It was like really studly, you know, like Pixar Prince studly. And mm. now I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just like the goblin. It's starting. I just see it. And everybody like takes pictures from that angle. And I'm just like, oh, God. Hey. Yeah, you. You, you got to get the angle from up here. <laughs> yeah, the mice thing pose, you know, right above. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's my... Uh, and and I, frankly, it's not original, but that was the easiest uh, uh, stand-up joke. And one of my things I did was was talking about that little angel pose. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, you, you take all your pictures like that, and I show up, and I'm like, did that chick eat the chick I'm supposed to meet? <laughs> right right like it's like yeah that that's not the same human being well in the beginning we all like there was doing because i think we thought it was like the trend but then we realized oh no wait there's a there's a method to this madness it's doing something yeah yeah no i i i i said in that routine and i'll say it now i and i don't currently have any dating apps uh functional and i should say that because i had an instagram account that's trying to pretend it's me so Apparently, you know, maybe dating apps are going to start hopping on board, too. It's actually well, Danny I mean, McBride. That, pretend. Yeah. <laughs> See, it used to be in the early, like, 2000s, you know, you would have to hold the phone a certain way. But now there's just all these editing Facetune apps. So mm -hmm. now it's like you don't even need to do the pose because, you know, suddenly you have, like, inflated lips and a great square jaw. So, you know, the person you meet up with is just digitally recreated. I, I only use pictures. And it's a wonder why I'm not married today and didn't get laid from dating apps almost ever. Uh, I only use pictures of myself passed out drunk. <laughs> yeah, so I absolutely. friends took them. I'm passed out on a couch. I'm passed out on a bench. You know, 
yeah, you know, the, the last guy I went out with, you know, he was this like charming looking uh, white guy, but then when he showed up on the date, I'm like, you're, you're black, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I just, I'm confused. You know? did, did you spend a lot of time in the sun racing? <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. Like, you know, a little plot twist, but like, let's go with it. <laughs> I feel like that would be a great thing for like a prank show. Like Just to think. like, oh, what, what? Cause I'm black. Like, what? Mm, no, but yes, but not because of that. <laughs> it's, it's just a surprise, you know. It's it's like uh, it's it's some um, some interesting catfish in there. I mean, it's really interesting when you have all these people like show up on dates and people show up and they're literally, you know, a hundred or hundred fifty pounds heavier. Yeah, than what they advertise, and you're just like, like I get it. We all have our struggles in the dating sphere, unless you're just like genetically gifted and like muzzle tub to them. But then it's also like. What are we gonna do? Just like catch somebody off guard, and then just be they're gonna be like, totally cool, great, you I know, love it. This is interesting. I um, it just popped into my head because I I've heard like Dr. Drew talks about the dating apps are like the plague to society because only five to ten percent of men are having sex with like ninety five percent of the women, um, because you know that that. But I'm I'm curious. Now that's he's only talking about straight dating and i'm mm. curious mm -hmm. if those statistics match in the gay community like that's an interesting so let's just back rewind for a second so you're saying <laughs> in the straight world only nine wait five percent of men on having, dating apps on dating apps are having sex with 95 percent of the women yes so basically we're they're whores the, the men are <laughs> yeah like five percent of studs are successful yeah and the 95 percent of men are going to it. hookers yeah, 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 yeah for sure for sure for sure okay interesting so the gay world's a little bit different um uh, it is we i think we really modeled uh let's say uh hooking up via apps i think grinder was the start of all apps mm -hmm. and you know, there's that but what's really impressive about men and our you know lack of inhibitions uh as we keep escalating it you know you know like it used to be just like a nice face pick then it went from like you know the the chin down to then the abs down to now it's you know just like maybe just like them and like a bent over on all fours position the new app the new thing which the app store wouldn't even allow because it was so intense is called sniffies.com and sniffies is basically grinder on steroids where you go on and you see people in your radius and the pictures are nothing more than we're, we're not for children on this right no 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 say anything yeah okay nothing more than a bunch of cocks and assholes like literal <laughs> those, those are the profile pictures and then you start a conversation hey and then you ask about the grandma and shit like that <laughs> uh, but it's pretty wild it's it's a different if it's a different world you can on snippies you can like set up like uh play parties where you just like anybody can see you advertising it and just show up and join the play party now i'm what i'm one of the i'm what i call like i would say i'm a very vanilla kind of cliche kind of gay i'm sorry that's the thing um you know like i just 
I'm just like not down for like randoms. I'm what with us Gen Z, even though I'm not a Gen Z, I just will classify me that self as that right now, is I'm a demisexual. And a demisexual is somebody that likes to have connection with the person they're hooking up with. Mm. So yeah, yeah. It's well, like an I, it's an intellectual connection. Yeah, I I think that's an interesting. I, I, I think that's I'm trying to remember too. Like I, I've heard some of these terms and I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of me, unless I'm drunk and I just want to stick my penis in a but and those and those are those are those moments are good and you should do it, man. I just think that like I think that on on the whole, when on the whole, um I choose I choose brains with that. But you know, there there's a there's a time and a place for everything. Can, can I ask you, I've had this conversation with uh, a gay friend of mine who was a groomsman in my wedding, which worked out so well. Uh, the, he was fine, just the wedding or the marriage didn't work out so well. But um, I had this conversation with him years ago, and it's probably an inappropriate question, but this is where my head always goes. So I'll, I'll tell you what I uh, our conversation and then I'll, I'll I, you'll know where what what I'm asking. But I said, hey, man, I, I totally get your, you know, like, you know, I, I, I get it. I'm like, but what I don't get is I would think, and maybe this is why I'm I'm very not gay, but I'm like, mm. if I were gay, I would think I would want to hook up with the dudes with the smallest dicks in the world because. You'd feel like David and Goliath. No, 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 no. Not even that. Like. It would hurt less. It would be less <laughs> obtrusive, invasive. And he's like, "No, you take pride in the big ones." And I'm like, "But I, uh, I'm like, well, I mean, again." I will say, I will say. <laughs> so now we can also say to your listeners that in your imagination of being gay, you've already put, presumed that you're the bottom. So let's let your listeners. No, both ways. That. Both. No. I, I, I gag myself when I brush my back teeth half the time. I know. I, I like, you. I'm so I shocked I don't have cavities. <laughs> I know. I know. I hear you on that too. I just, I gag with my toothbrush too. It's a real tragedy. I have the world's smallest mouth. That is my biggest irony as a gay man. Um, it's, it's really, really tragic and trauma inducing. But yeah, no, I think I think I think there is pride in it. But then sometimes you're just like, you know what? This is a lot of work, you know? Like sometimes like average is the name of the game, you know? And to all you listeners out there, which the majority of you have average, you're a okay with me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that that's <laughs> by the way, I've I've had a woman who was just making people were making jokes uh, about I think it was about ibuprofen. And and uh, she's like, oh, I've got eights, and he's like, oh, I've only got sixes. The other and one guy's like, eights and six, man, I'm barely a five. And, <laughs> and 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 three women are sitting there like, it really doesn't make a difference. Yeah, <laughs> they all they're no, all the same the, yeah, for the most part. Like, let's, let's be real, as a gay man educating on heterosexual sex, <laughs> most women don't get off on penetration. That's not their thing. Yeah, so you know, like for them, like they could get two shits, and it's like really funny that we as men have made this huge thing about it um and you know i think that like as gay men there's more of a it's both like you know cultural like we we, we say we want it because we want it but also like you know the, like no like it, it can be good too but at the end of the day uh our mechanics could be a little bit differently but work differently but that being said uh i think like nobody's got anything to worry about unless you're incredibly micro then 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 we well, should they get laid 
the dude who like had the world's smallest penis got laid more than any man on the planet because girls were like like, that's like with the biggest too like then you're suddenly excited because it's like this is also new yeah it's it's an oddity it's like well well that's what i always said i'm like look i'm i'm not attracted to roseanne Barr, but like or oprah Oprah, oh fuck yes i would tell everyone i'd be like i fucked roseanne i fucked oprah i'm like i know I'm, I might uh, need to I, pop a blue pill to do it, but I, I, I brag about it the rest of my life. <laughs> I think with Roseanne Barr, I mean, I think she's nuts, and I and I think that her politics are whack, and she's whack. But yeah, it's all about the story. You mm-hmm. know, actually, fun bat fact: before, you know, camera phones were a thing. My my father was going to his twenty year reunion, and my mother, and that was when you take pictures out and show everybody your family out of your wallet. So my mother put in a picture where her picture always was, and my dad was going around. Showing this is my wife, this is my wife. Not looking at it because it was so, you know, like you don't even think about it at that point. And everybody was like gossiping, like what? And then he, they're like, why? He's like, why is everybody freaking out? My mom put a picture of Roseanne Barr in his wallet. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And and I feel bad, but she's she's my punchline for that. It's always like, yeah, no, I I'd never like. I don't want to say this in a rude way, but I'd never have sex with a woman who looks like her. Unless it was her. Sure, sure. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'd just be like, I'd be popping a blue pill too for Roseanne Barr. I think it's, you know, it's all about the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there is a song. I, this is, this is probably the tackiest thing I'll ever say, but because it's an AJR song and we all know they're so philosophically genius. Mm-hmm. But I had one of my friend's wives, one of my best friend's wives, and she's one of my best friends too. She said when she heard the song, she thought about me because it's a hundred bad days make a hundred good stories. A hundred good stories makes me interesting at parties. Mm. I'm like, that's me. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm like, I get in the most embarrassing, fucked up situations, and I'm like, hey, this will be a funny joke. <laughs> you know, I get that a lot because everybody always says to me, like Jake, like every time I have a story I'm telling, like, wow, that's such a Jake situation. That's such a Jake this and that. And I'm like, is it like, don't we could all have access to stories is about your ability to tell a story or your ability to say yes to opportunity. And I think like, it's kind of both, you know, being able to say yes, put yourself in situations that, you know, just like getting out there that might be a little weird and then being willing to be like, now I'm going to tell the tale. Right. And it's, yeah, it's the willingness to be vulnerable and tell the tale of you not at your best. Because generally, that's what it is. It's like, let, let me tell you about the time that I had ED. Let me tell you about yeah. this funny story, uh, you know, with a with a hooker who made fun of me or, a, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's where, mo- 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 you know, the, the, the stripper like who bit my nipple. From, the hookers that are making fun of me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, these are not flattering stories to me. Right. Right. And, and I've been told you should not tell those to women who you were trying to ever sleep with and i'm like fair so maybe we should add the new rules to the first date etiquette is don't talk politics and religion and the hookers that made fun of you <laughs> yeah. yeah oh see see maybe that's why i'm a terrible first date because i'm instantly yeah. like let's talk about politics and god yeah. uh and uh well say I, I at least i'll say this at least when i talk politics i'm like Nobody should be offended because I'm just I, I'm I'm not I'm not anything crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm like I just 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 think that's 
that's I was having this conversation with my aunt uh this past weekend i'm like i don't even at this point politicians i don't even care if i agree with them i just like to see that they actually have thought instead of just spewing punchlines and stuff you know like i'm like there there are politicians or i'm like oh, this guy's smart i don't agree with him i think he's a wackadoodle and this 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 and this but like i can see his brain works which is sadly a rarity in politicians in this country. <laughs> Politics is literally the biggest stage on the planet. It's all good actors and bad actors. And some of them say the lines better than others. And we're just we're just the we're just the audience here. But like they're mm. not, you know, they're just they're just there trying to get another, you know, you know, uh, you know, what is it, BAFTA or whatever, paycheck kind of thing. What, yeah. what is it, SAG AFTRA? So I mean, you know, they're just, they're just trying to stick around as long as possible. So they're gonna say what they need to say. So it becomes a sound bite, and you know, yeah. like, it, but it's exhausting. It's like you know, if with anything, the last eight years, depending whatever side you're on, is that all we are is watching a tennis match of like words going back and forth with no, no, no drive, no impact, no meaning. So no. it's just reality TV at this point. And I'm still convinced they're all best friends laughing at the people who get angry at each other. Where I'm Not like, sure. hey guys, they're the bad ones. They're both both sides. They're the bad ones. We're all the good ones, the ones who aren't in politics. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to make us fight. Just chill the fuck out. Like, we can disagree yeah, on things without being assholes. Yeah, I just think, like, they just, like, say their things online, and then they're back in their little green room as puppeteers. And like, did you see what I made my districts do? Uh, yeah. You know, they're just, like, they're just, like, all like that. But it, it's just nuts. And I think it's, you know, I think the I think what's happening right now, especially not just in the United States, but everywhere, People are just done with politicians right now. It's just like we were done with dictators and now people are done with like politicians of democracy. And I'm like, is there a next wave? I don't know. I think it's like future. Heading <laughs> to is like a globalized government. Uh, you know, and that's that's the next wave. Oh, that that'll Ooh. be a that that'll be the end of humanity. Yeah, I, the, I don't doubt that. But yeah, the the more my my thing is always like the more centralized the government, the more evil people mm. control it. Mm. I I want I want people who make decisions in my life being someone I could go run into in the supermarket. You know, like I don't I, that that's one thing I've I've ranted so many times because a, a certain individual makes many many people very angry on a daily basis, and I'm like, how the fuck do you give that guy the power? to ruin your day because he says something to like, could you imagine? Like, I, I'm just thinking for me, how many stupid things I say on the podcast. Now, granted my IQ is about double of the orange guys probably, but like, could you imagine if I said something stupid because I was drunk and, and thought it was funny yeah. and I ruined millions of people's day. Like if I knew that I would be like, yeah. well, okay, I guess I'm going to just do it for fun now because you assholes are idiots so if i can ruin your day i just am gonna start chuckling like how do you give me that power and i don't think he's that smart to think about that i think he's just a dumb narcissistic you know whatever sure. but and i'm not I mean, right or left i'm just saying <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> yeah there's a lot of big things that the big wigs on the on the hill like they make big decisions but it takes a lot of time and you know the really uh, the reality is it's kind of exactly what you're saying. The people that are making decisions for the majority of our everyday lives are our local politicians. And that's why get out there and vote, listeners. It's really important to vote for your local politics. Local, not just yeah. Federal. There's your PSA. 
I'm yeah. a sort of responsible human being that hasn't voted in my local politics in the last two years. Well, it, it's it's hard to find out about them. I mean, that's the the crux of the problem is it's like nobody talks about the, the yeah, local school like board. Random weekend where it's like, you know, the booths are popping up and it's like, go do this right now in the middle of your workday. Which, you know, I mean, it's 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 important to do it. But I mean, you know, I think that it's just one of those things. And also it's just like knowing you're, you know, it's not as publicized, you know, the people that are doing things locally. Right. They don't have the resources. They don't have Charmin toilet paper, you know, backing them up or the Coke brothers. Which, what are the Coke brothers? Are they Coca-Cola? Are they cocaine? Like, who are the Coke brothers? Um, They are, they're not either of those because it's spelled it's spelled K-O-C-H, the Koch brothers. Ah, oh, the Koch brothers. God. But no, it is Coke. They pronounce it Coke. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. They're not. None of them are as bad as Big Pharma, which is like that's what cracked me the fuck up. Where I'm like, wait, I was always like, because I'm I'm not either side at all, and I'm like, wait, the left was always my anti-war, anti-Big Pharma people, and now it's like, wait, now it's. What am I looking at here? Now the left wants war and, and are like, how dare you question Pfizer? And I'm like, what the fuck? You were my friends. Now I, exactly. I don't now like these like, people. <laughs> yeah, we're against Big Pharma, but now we now we want everybody to get the shot. It's just like everything. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. We, and you're evil if you don't get the shot. That was like the yeah, yeah, yeah. messaging. In the end. It's like, you deserve to die if you don't get this shot. I'm like, hold the fuck on. Like, well, let me think about this. Republicans are like, you can't tell me to do with my body with these shots. And then they're like, but I'm going to tell you what to do with your body with a Right, right. Well, it's like everything I loved about the left. I'm like, but I I, I don't like the where what are you doing to me? And, and, and again, like, again, the anti-war, which I, you know, in high school, Iraq war, I was stupid. And I was like, yeah, go bomb those. Go bomb them. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, war's bad. And then, so I, I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys. And they're like, yeah, we want World War Three, nuke Russia. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought yeah. we were friends. <laughs> like, what happened? Why? I don't like these people. I already established that. <laughs> like, I thought we just became friends. Oh, shit. I yeah, know. well, that it's was a, it, it's like the punk rock thing that was that, you know, a lot of punk rock bands are like, consent to the government. And I'm like, what no no you're supposed to be telling me never never no what is going on here <laughs> here's how i look at it you know people are always talking about like don't don't give consent like you know to allow this or that when you're on your phone I'm like like literally all of our lives are tracked at this point like, there's so much oh yeah each individual at the end of the day i was like there people we just gotta accept the fact that our governments have so much data and information and power on us that you know it's it's gonna go whichever way it goes. I mean, I I'm I'm definitely pro protest. I'm definitely pro nonviolent protest. But man, I mean, the lack of control we actually have in so many of these situations is just, you know, wild, wild. It it's so that I have that exact same philosophy as far as like every single thing I do, I can't hide it from the government. You know, every credit card charge, debit card charge. Every direction you walk with your phone that has little GPS in it, like you, there are data points about each person. And we're talking like in the billions of data points, like data is the, is the future. And this is why it was so insane when Apple made this new rule that you can't advertise to people based on the things they view. 
But like, that's where people are always like, are my phones, are my phones listening? Because at the end of the day, you even just hover as you're scrolling through something over an ad for too long, you're going to start getting inundated with those ads. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's messed. It's, it's so, but we're still figuring that out because it's also how companies make money. And so you can't use that data and that information. So there's going to be big wars and fights with companies on this stuff. I, I think the way I've chosen to take power over that, and I feel like you're probably a similar person in this regard is. Give me your power, Jeff. I want to hear it. Well, to me, it's like, here, I just don't lie about anything. Yeah. Like, you you, you want to ask me when the last time I did drugs was? I'll be. It, it might take me a while to remember because of the drugs. But, <laughs> but like... <laughs> But it, it, it's it's one of those things. It's like you want to ask me what kind of porn I like watching. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll tell you. But but it, it it's one of those things that it's like if if you don't if you're just authentic, you don't have secrets. Nobody has any any blackmail power over you. So it's like nobody could ever embarrass me because it's like bitch, I embarrass myself. <laughs> like yeah, no, hundred percent. I don't care. Like, people are always like like I'm a straight shooter. And that is sometimes it catches people off guard, you know, and, and the reality is, is I'm like, kind of exactly what you're saying. It's like, I come as I am. I'm not trying to like fit in one category. I'm a gay guy, but do I feel like being really feminine today? Or do I feel like being really masculine today? Like, I'm not trying to pretend I'm like something. I'm just, I'm just doing me. Mm -hmm. And that's like really key because at the end of the day, you know, we're so putting so much attention on, you know, orchestrating our lives, you know, and being something that people we think people want us to be. There was a great episode of Black Mirror. Do you watch Black Mirror? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you remember this. The, the episode was with, um, is it, it's with Howard. Who, who's that redheaded woman who's in all the Jurassic World movies? Um, Bryce something? Oh, Bryce uh, I forget. Uh, Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard or something Bryce like that. Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. Yeah. I think it was her. I think it was her. But she That was the action. one where you rated every interaction, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it, but the reality is, is like that like was so brilliant about the show is because that's exactly the direction we're heading in. Like it's becoming a source of it economics, you know, on you know where people think followers are this and that. And they have they have the following, they get more access to free things, you know. You know, that that's exactly why I was telling you before this. I was like, my doctor's like, why don't you get a free wheelchair motor? Because yours fell off on a subway and just advertise. I'm like, no, because I don't have enough, you know, capital in my social media to get that shit. And then you're thinking about, well, that's bullshit because then all of a sudden, like all these people who do or do not need it are just getting free shit, you know? Yeah. And it's always like, you know, when they don't really need it. And it's always like, I just remember when I was a kid and I like was always saying, oh, I was going to be an actor. And you'd hear about all these actors going to like some red carpet event and then they would, or like, you know, their promotion day and they get gift baskets and it's got like the new PlayStation in it and it's before it's come out and they've got all these crazy gizmos and gadgets in it because they want these celebrities to use it. And I was like, damn, all these people that could just go out there and buy it and it would cost them nothing. Mm -hmm. And they're getting all this shit. And now, and now this is like 18-year-old, 20-year-old girls and boys, you know, and they's and them's like getting all this shit because they're sh they're sharing their life. And here's where it's like complicated. Yes, you and I share our lives, but I think there's also like a balance of share everything, but protect your boundaries. And yeah. your boundaries, like not making yourself available where it's like, you know, you still need to have like your people for things. And then, and then do this. I think it's been really interesting to see the whole hoopla with what was it? It was a Coors Light beer 
and the transgender woman uh, Bud Light. Bud Light. And, you know, it was interesting because just a few months before I saw this thing of them online and they ran into uh, the other transgender actress who is named, who's really big from the, the Orange is the New Black. Um, I'm blanking on her name. Oh, God. Well, she yeah, was in Curb anyway. Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She goes up to her and she says, says to Dylan, she's like, hey, like, she's like, oh, like, hey, I'm the new. And she's like, oh, I know who you are. This is the new, now famous transgender actress saying this, this up and coming um, social media one. She goes, girl, you need to like protect your space. Like you can share, but don't, you just like know your your audiences and what you choose to share with. And then it was like months later, you know, they just have been berated for like, you know, like just everybody has been coming at them. Kid Rock's shooting, you know, shooting beer cans with his, with his guns. And it's like, it's just crazy how, People will see one little snippet of somebody online and just like destroy their life. Yeah. Well, that's the, it's interesting because that is when I was dabbling in stand up, one thing people would say to me is just talk less about strippers and booze and, and drugs and talk about your kids. And I'm like, mm, no, I'll mention my kids and, not not really in stand-up though like i don't want to exploit them so that's and again i'll put pictures up on social media with me and my kids if it if it's i i don't not but they're not on i don't even know if there's a single time they're on my youtube channel um and it's not because my daughter wouldn't like the attention frankly but it it's it's like that's that's my you know my not that my family life is even private. I've had my brother on the podcast twice. Um, I'm going to have him on again, I'm sure, because he just put a book out. Shameless plug, Joseph Macalino. Uh He doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't know why. I just tried to gain political points with my brother. Oh, hey, shameless plug. Don't read it. It's, it's shit. We don't like it. He doesn't come <laughs> on the podcast. I'll be honest. I haven't read it. I'm not. I, if I, actually, I think I did buy a copy of it just to just to be nice. So I still haven't read. It. <laughs> hey, you know. Well, it's it's high fa- it's high fantasy. So if you're into that sort of thing, great. I'm not. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you know. But anyways, that's that is kind of the boundaries. It's like, all right, the the kids don't need their lives to have because I even hear like Bert Kreischer, uh, and taking his daughter to college. And they're all like, oh, the machine's daughter. I'm like, oh, man, she's going to get. Well, I yeah. can't even say what I was just thinking, but like dudes are going to feed her alcohol and do bad things to her, probably. And that's and I all. Hope that's I hope case. not. I hope not. But it's yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, I'm but similar also, to Bert. A realist. You know, at the end of the day, when it's somebody's kid, you know, uh, that is famous. Everybody wants to be associated with that person. Right. It's like what we were seeing with Roseanne. Exactly. And the reality is, is even though like, no, like in real talk, I wouldn't be sleeping with Roseanne, I don't think. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, but I think like, no, I mean, I went to college with uh, a famous guy's kid and he was in my art group of friends with DJ and I. And it was really interesting because, you know, having grown up, like, you know, being this guy's kid, that's his identity now. And, you know, because he wasn't able to hide it, you know, he has to lean into it. And so, yeah. you know, it became this like really weird thing where it's like, you know, him and I just like comedically really vibed. So we enjoyed each other's thing. 
but I wasn't one of these people that was uh, fighting till the death to become his new best friend. If he wanted to be my friend, great. I really enjoyed his company, but I wasn't going to be like going to kiss this kid's ass because, you know, he happened to be this like famous dude's kid and we would hang out. It'd be really fun. But then, you know, he had a lot of people kissing his ass. And I think at the end of the day, like when you're so used to people kissing your ass, like those are the people you go to. Um, yeah, and, it's easier. Yeah, it's easier, you know, and I'm just like, but I think but what also happens is like, you know, people go to him. He doesn't have to go to people. So uh, to be honest, between you and me, and I hope he doesn't listen to this, but he was a lazy friend because people always cater to him. Um, so I we just drifted because he just didn't put in the effort um, because people would always just hit him up constantly to do things. Um, so, yeah, and I think that's totally cool. But I also think it's like, you know, he got exposed as being somebody's kid and this and that. And I think that's, you know, and I think to your earlier point, you know, you're not putting your kids on this stuff. There's going to be a point in their lives. I don't know how old they are, but like they're going to start having their own media presence and you know they should have the right to choose who, how they are in the world and who they are in the world yeah yeah well yeah. I, that's my thing i i do not want to predetermine anything in their lives that they don't want but they really don't have a choice but to walk away from right right and that's that's you know again where it's like yeah i, I can if I if I ever used my kids in jokes, it was just as a character. Like literally, you could be like, I don't know if that guy even has kids because it, you know, it was that kind of thing. Like maybe he was just making them up for the joke. Yeah, and I mean, like you, you know, there might be scenarios of your life you want to talk about, but like, you know, you don't have to go. Here's my kid. Their social security number is. Like, <laughs> Here's their picture. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. 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 It. it um... I, I I use my son for one of my I'm gonna leave it off the podcast. I'll tell you after. Remind me. Yeah, okay. uh, I use my son as a prop for one of my most controversial jokes that should not be controversial, in my humble opinion. But I'll let you judge that off the podcast because I've told it on the podcast a few times in the past. And, it's so and <laughs> I I recently did a stand-up class. Um, and I've I've done stand-up a couple times in the past. Uh, DJ was a witness to them and I'm not gonna lie, when I'm when I'm improv stand up, that's where I really kill it. I'm like I'm really good at observing people and making jokes, kind of thing. Writing jokes, that's another thing. And writing jokes and being able to adapt it to a new audience every time, it's it's an insanely tough bit to do. You yeah, know, like it's it's a really hard gig. Stand ups are, you know, masterful geniuses when they when they when they get the craft down, um, and. You know, but I, it's interesting because at the end of the day, it's like everybody wants to like talk about their lives and, the, and their things. That's what we use is for humor. Um, but we want to talk about the lives in the way that we like. But people still get in like the trope, like you, you, you get maybe linked to Danny McBride or or whatever. And for me, like you know, they're like I'm like a sarcastic asshole. But like the 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 teacher was like, oh, you're just so likable and sweet. And I'm just like, are you saying that because I'm just a guy in a wheelchair? Like you're just making this assumption. That all my my jokes have to be like rainbow rainbows and ponies, you know. Uh, so it's like also staying true to like how you tell jokes is is a thing too. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why I'll I'll tell you when I started this podcast. Even the podcast was because my goal was to write, and talking to comedians, they said, "Do stand up, start a podcast. It'll help you write." Mm. acting which i loved when i was younger but 
it wasn't on the radar because I'm like, I'm 34 years old. Now I'm a whopping 36. And again, got two substantial roles and two features. So I, I haven't done like, it's not like I, I can complain because I've, I, I had this chat with, with uh, my co-star. I was saying, I'm like, yeah, a lot of people work for a lot of years before they get the two roles I've had. And look, I'm I'm not yeah. winning an Oscar. They're comedy movies, so you can't, <laughs> you know. But I mean, still, I've got an agent, and I've been auditioning, and I haven't got one thing yet. You know, it's interesting because we're in a new era. They're like trying to show more diversity, and I'm like, oh, guy in wheelchair. But the interesting thing is that there's so few moments that they're going to put people in wheelchairs and something. Excuse me, I was burping my beer. Um, <laughs> but the point is, is that you know, I, I always think it's funny with me where I'm like. I get the vibe of like, am I like not that disabled enough? Am I not diverse enough in my wheelchair? And mm. that's the thing. when they want to get the disabled character, they like want them to have like this look that is just like, you know, fingers are dangling and, you know, like, you know, they're nonverbal and all this stuff. And I'm just like, my legs are wheels, you know? And I'm like, apparently that's not disabled enough. Uh, and Interesting. It's really fun. Yeah, how like Hollywood works like that. It it, it is, yeah. No, it, that that is that's a weird dynamic. Um, I don't. I'm I'm debating whether to to segue that to something I experienced this weekend, uh, or or not. Um, but no, I I do know because da- Daniel's told me he 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 usually writes. I, I didn't even know he wrote until yeah. recently. Um, and, uh, he, he showed me some of his stuff and it's good. Like yeah. not a, not a large percentage of it, but we read some scenes well, and I'm like, give, damn. I always give him shit. I always give him shit because he writes me these characters, which are literally yeah. everything. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, wait, so you're saying I'm disabled enough to cast, but you want me to act more disabled. And like, I'm like, and you're saying like, that means like X and I'm just like, oh my God, Daniel, like get out of here like this is this is uh wild so he's gonna listen to this podcast and this is me saying hey daniel fuck off <laughs> i think that some of the parts he told me he's written for you sound hilarious they're really funny, they're really funny. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i'm like oh man he's like are but you saying th- you want to do it i'm like no of course i'm still gonna do it but yeah. like <laughs> i just want to let you know you're going to hell yeah well, now, now I know someone who, in my writing, if I need to add someone who's in a wheelchair, I'll be like, I know a guy. I'm going <laughs> to. You better get this guy. I mean, I'm like down to like, you know, like, let's go do it. I, I see my dream role in a movie would be like, I don't know, just like being the gay guy in a wheelchair. I want to be in a movie role where I'm like, I'm at a frat party broing out and I'm just like, just, I don't know, like the. The horrible, like thinking I'm the horrible frat guy, but I'm in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Like going around, like who, like who are we gonna smash tonight, bros? You know, just like that guy, like just like the guy is like just doing a lot of lines and just like a horrible human being. And you, yeah, you, you nut check everyone because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and maybe everybody's like like really intimidated by me, you know, shit like that. I I I like that. I like that. Yeah. But- my goal is to demonstrate that disabled people are all not like nice people. Everybody thinks we're really nice. I'm like, we can be assholes too. 
it's that's that's interesting it's it's almost offensive yeah that that they because they're like well they're you know i'm offended you think i'm a good person well i mean it's yeah like uh, anyone who is different right or 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 has a weakness and i don't mean i don't mean that in a offensive way but anyone who i i think one thing i i've talked about like mental health and depression and suicide in the past and it's like i'm i'm six two and i'm i'm fat but like you know i'm a i'm a, a large man so for a lot of my life i'm like well if if people are going to view me as being like an imposing figure i can't expose weakness um right 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 and it's kind of that same thing where it's like if you expose we oh no we we uh we see you now and it's like yeah well just because this one aspect whether it's physical mental whatever is different or less like, less than other people an example of this is like okay so like you said like do you ever have people saying you're like oh i'm so i'm this and i'm fat do people ever go to you like you're not fat you're just bigger or things like that they, they, oh yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then and then it's the same with me. It's like, oh, I'll refer to myself as disabled, and I'm like, you're not disabled. You're differently abled. <laughs> you're differently abled. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, last I checked, I'm pretty disabled. Um, but <laughs> do but do like, my okay. do my legs not working? Is that different? Oh, <laughs> I mean, differently abled, which is like sort of like. I don't know, like when I think differently, somebody refers to me as differently abled. I just think of like Pinocchio on strings and being like, I got no strings, you know, just like walking <laughs> around with like some weird trot. Like that's differently abled. Like that's that's weird. Okay, like Pinocchio's fucking weird. Kid knows <laughs> fucking rose when he tells a lie. That's differently abled or Jewish. I don't know. Um, hey, he was Italian, to be fair. True, <laughs> right? Fuck, yeah. I missed that one. But but by the way, that I again I, I feel like this ties in. I knew some of my family. I'm Italian. If you if you hadn't figured that out, uh, who was offended that uh, Tom Hanks, Blue Eyes, uh, Tom Hanks played Geppetto, but but not like enough to actually care. But they're like they could have gotten someone who was actually looked Italian. And then John Liz Le, Legazamo. Fucking threw a fit about Chris Pratt playing Mario or or something, mm. and I'm like, "You motherfucker! You played Luigi. That was an Italian, not a Peruvian. You stupid fucker! Like, don't you yeah. like? Yeah. Oh, an actor it should have gone to to an actor of color." And I'm like, "He was the originally Luigi in the '80s." Like, in the, in the, I'm like, "Wait a second! You stole a role from an Italian. You've he stolen many roles from Italians, but no Italian's ever given a shit if a Hispanic guy steals an Italian role or a Jewish guy or I anything like, else." Don't think Italians look at like the Mario Brothers and are like, "This is me. Why are you doing this?" <laughs> no, no, we don't. That's why it's like, wait, why are you making a stink? That's a my people. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything offensive about like, you know, for being done, it's like the portrayal of like what Mario, like what Japanese people looked at Italian people were like, oh, let's make a character that like is a plumber and a bright red hat and overalls. And yeah. he just, it's a me. It's a me. And none of, no Italians care. And I'm like, wait a yeah, second, wait exactly. a second. 
Why are you throwing a fit about an Italian care? I'm like, hey, just just stop. Who fuck yeah. cares? Yeah. That's actually funny. Hear that that he flipped out about that. Oh yeah, and I was just like, what that's not your place. I'm like, Italians are the only people who are like, yeah, make fun of us. We don't care. Like, just pile on. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like your people, Jewish people like to make fun of themselves. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, what's funny. I was like talking to my friend. It's probably and... second to Italians in like the, We're I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and it's funny because it's like, I was talking to my friend and he's in black and he's black and he was like, oh, I, I hate watching any movies about black history he's like I, I already know the history and the trauma like why do i have to relive it and watching a film i'm like oh that's interesting because jews we love holocaust films it's like our favorite <laughs> like if you have us an excuse to like all sit around watch our pe our people be mass murdered so we can talk about it for like like hours after and let other people know that that this was our people we will just we will open every fucking dvd to just like get that conversation going we love it we love our holocaust films and it i mean i i don't blame you uh i i i need to let you go because i did i i i just looked at the clock and i'm like jesus this is flying uh but uh if you have a few more minutes i have one more question before i want you to give your plugs but only oh, if you have time let's do it okay Here's an interesting one, and you've probably heard uh, about this. I just because our conversation, it just popped into my head when I was trying to be like, let's let's end it. Even though I feel like we could go for hours, uh, so maybe may, maybe you come back on sometime. I think Daniel hit with with the recommendation, but let's not I give mean, him too much credit. What I would like to know <laughs> is we will do, we'll have Daniel do his work on me on the podcast and see who my past life was. Mm. Mm. I think that's a I think that's a podcast. No, I mean it, it's a long podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm gonna let the listeners know right now that I'm believing this bullshit. So if I if I get hypnotized, I'm a believer, guys. Oh no, I, I I'm telling you, I I don't think I've even talked about it on this podcast, but but it, I I did a session with Daniel. I don't think I've talked about it yet, and I'm not going to right now either. But because you had questions for me, and those were, oh no, I had one question based on what we were just saying. I remember that there was a stink. Do you remember that movie with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston, where Brian Cranston played a? I think he was a quadriplegic. My friend Evan and I want to do this as hollow for Halloween, where I'm going to be the wheelchair guy and he's the black guy. He's like, yeah. So that. So there was some stink I, about that, though, right? Well, among so some people. It's a, originally a French film, and then they made it in English. So first off, you have a lot of able people playing actors to win their Oscar. That's like a big trend, you know? So that's number one. This movie is particularly, I would say, toxic, because here you have two tropes. You have very, very wealthy white guy who's got everything he could ever ask for, and suddenly he becomes disabled, and life is just over for him, because... There can't be more to him now that he doesn't have his ableness. Mm. Now there's no point in having his his white wealth, and there's no point in having access to everything in the world in this beautiful New York condo. He's he's ruined because he's disabled. He's no longer a person. And then on the other side, you have a black guy who's like, "Oh, I'm a black guy, and I can't. I'm a trope of a black guy who can't get a job, and I have no meaning." 
and I'm just a thug. And then suddenly these two guys come together and they save each other. And they save each other because, oh, he helps this black guy with his white saviorism no longer needing to be, you know, a, a quote, like, you know, perceived, you know, pariah on society, not paying taxes and leaving his the kids, like any sort of trope they could think of, they fit into that role. And vice versa, he saved this guy because he he's able to make a friend now that even though he's disabled and and he has purpose of living again. So I think, so me and my friend Evan have talked about this movie extensively and we're both like this. That movie is such bullshit. It's so great. Like we just Ooh. like both love the movie. Well, but but you're not offended by the casting. The writing was kind of stupid. No, I mean, I, mean, I don't think I mean, the, the casting is great either. Like I, I do think you should hire disabled people for those roles, especially because there are very few roles for us out there and mm. it'd be more authentic. So I, I do think you should like cast disabled people for that role. And also like the story might evolve with the writers a little bit more to be more like, how does this impact your life? And how would it be if you met somebody? Let's make it more accurate. Actually, that that's the best point I think I've ever heard is that if they actually had a disabled person, they probably would have had to do things in a way that actually were functional. Right. As opposed to Brian Cranston, who, if you need uh, one of the most, I mean, uh, again, I'm sure you know this, but one of the most uncomfortable things with acting is just being in the most unnatural positions and doing things where it's like, yeah. like I have a light right here and I have, I'm looking to nobody and I'm saying a dramatic thing Yeah, when there's, I'm literally looking into empty space and there's a light and a camera this close to me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think with that, like, wouldn't it be interesting? Yeah, to your point, what if they had to like adjust and adapt a film to be around this? So I actually have some buddies and we're looking at starting building our own consulting firm for more inclusion of disabilities and media. But one of the things that he's worked on, which is really fantastic, is he just wrapped um, you know, the show called C on Apple TV. And the show is was starring Jason Momoa. And the guy who was just in the Grand Torino movie. Um, and, you know, basically it's a post-apocalyptic world where everybody's blind. So what the show was great about, which is where they were phenomenal, and props to Apple TV for this. They hired my friend to be the head, you know, blind producer. And he helped them with set design, you know, to make it like, how would blind people navigate the world if everybody was blind? Giving sighted actors training, but also hiring up and giving non-acting blind people the opportunity to act and giving them training to do so so you have an entire set that is filled with all these people both on camera and behind the camera making the story in a post-apocalyptic world incredibly authentic in the most you know unrealistic scenario so it, it's very cool when you see shit like that come together interesting i'll uh I have to check that out. If anyone I know has uh, Apple TV and wants to give me their login, <laughs> I ain't paying for any more of these streaming things. Uh, Jake, before I let you go, yes, uh, where can my listeners find you? Follow you uh, on on socials and uh, uh, buy. You, well, uh, people should help buy you a new wheelchair motor, but I don't think my audience is very good with the money. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I did have a GoFundMe for this new wheelchair motor, and it was successful. So it's nice. coming. It fell off on the subway. Tragedy. Um, but hey, I want to get free shit. So if you want to help me grow my following, 
you know, find me on Instagram. It's I rolled up like this, just like the Beyonce song. I rolled up like this. And hit me up. What's up, y'all? Tell me if I should have my own podcast. Let me know what you think. Oh, yes. We got we got to talk about that, too. But we'll do that another yeah. time because, you, uh, like, I'm actually shocked. I, I think we've gone like an hour and 12 at this point. So not that I'm shocked that we were able to talk that long, but I'm shocked at how much time has passed. But, you know, I, I, I should. Uh, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, Jake, for coming on the podcast. Make sure you hop on uh, his Instagram and give him a follow. Uh, and uh, when he does start his podcast, I'll make sure to let you know what it's named and where you can find it. Um, also, if you're in a giving mood on this Labor Day, uh, actually, I guess next next episode i'll you'll already know um i'll record it before the the nfl season starts probably the intro and outro but hey football season's here folks Jeez, louise um i don't know what that segue is to because i was just gonna say make sure if you're not you subscribe to the youtube channel i'm gonna get back on again august i really took most of the month off to uh to lock things down um but Content will be coming again soon. Um, so you got that. You got the Instagram, Facebook, X, Minds, wherever you want to follow me, wherever you are, give me a follow. Do me a favor. I appreciate anyone who voted for this fine podcast to be best of the bay. Um, if I, I promise if I if I win it, I'll never ask people to, to, to do it again. Not not like I did this time. Um, not that I begged too much. Again, I was busy most of the month. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoy your Labor Day. Any of my Florida listeners, I hope you got through the hurricane okay. And hopefully that's our only uh, our only scare this hurricane season. Boom, it's over. Thanks for listening. It was amazing. <laughs> I I loved it. Be sure to come back for another great episode. I'm one wing away from Jeff Macalino. Of the Jeff Macalino Podcast. How much time did you spend on thinking of the name of your podcast? You went just straight, that's my name. I'll add the word podcast to it. Yup. See you next week.